It's a beautiful day in the back of a truck in Chico, California. Chico, California, this is it. We can do it in Chico. I uh, saw a video today of the commercial for Chico, California. They said, you can do it. You can do anything in Chico. You can do it in Chico. Grow almonds in Chico. Let's go. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Hold it now. Wow. Now hold it, vegans. Now hold it. You know, it's not every day that you get to hang out with other vegans. And I, I recognize this, which is why I even started this friggin' podcast. I just wanted to hang out with other vegans. And that is why we're going to have a special guest today, a special guest from, I don't know where he is, actually. He's on tour with PETA. He's on tour with PETA. I, I, and I'd like to get to know him a little bit better. He's on tour with a different tour than mine. Now, speaking of tours, there is a really cool thing that happened. On Friday, I did a podcast, and it was really quite fun to do. His name was uh, Tamridge. I, Tamridge? Tam, he, had a, he had a fun name. Tamridge, I think his name was. And uh, he he does this long stories short with a one for an I. Long stories short. You can find it on all the podcasts. Um, this one, Aliens, Monkeys, and Plants. Oh, my. An interview with Sky Morgan from PETA. That was me. I'm Sky Morgan from PETA. How cool is that? You know what I mean? You can't always have, you know, I don't always do interviews. And it was a really fun one. I thought I did an okay job. I'd love to hear what you think about my performance on that one. I, you know, it's hard being interviewed sometimes. And there I was trying my best. Usually I'm the interviewer, not the interviewee. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, I, uh, at the end of the podcast, I had a pleasant surprise, an interesting surprise. So after I'm done talking with Tamridge, it's it, and the, and the, uh, the, the, after our interview is over, we have a panel that I'm not, I'm not in the room anymore. So there's no vegan in the room. And then you have two guys talking about how they feel about veganism. Now we talked about animal experimentation. They mostly talked about veganism, but I found it fascinating and I really hope you'll you'll read it because it's like being a fly on the wall with two people talking about veganism having been confronted with new information. And I you don't normally get to hear that. That's my favorite part about this. You know, I'm a very I'm not people think I have I'm 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 vain, but I'm not. I'm actually very much the opposite. I I love nasty pictures of myself, like bad pictures, not nasty. <laughs> not nasty pictures of myself, but bad pictures of myself where I've got my eyes closed or I'm like this uh, when you know, pulling a face. So there's an interview. So the interview's over and they start talking on the panel. It's him and a guy named Ben. And they're talking about uh, how they feel about animal rights and what they think the future is and how they think veganism fits into that future. And wow, so enlightening. Now, of course, I'm like, oh, you idiots. Like, there's parts of me that it's like, they're not idiots. They're really smart dudes. They're they're really clever guys. But 
one of them says something about, well, veganism is more expensive. I'm like, oh, God, I wish I were in the room to dispel that myth that veganism is actually far cheaper. And so I'm like, God damn it. Why did you just, oh, I wish I were in that room. But then there's parts where I'm like, wow, these guys are actually having a conversation with no vegan in there. And they're coming to their own conclusions that are pretty on point on a lot of ways, you know, and, and they talk about how culturally they they've been kind of inundated with um, animal flesh and uh, what, what they're supposed to quote unquote eat. And I found it so enlightening, enlightening. Yes. So I guess the thing that I learned from that is that have those conversations because after you have those conversations with people, they have those conversations with their friends. And sometimes it'll, some of the things will be shot down and they'll, some, some more myths will perpetuate and, and will, will that it's hard to, to dispel every single myth out there. You know, like the thing about vegans having to spend more money on food, it's just not true, but it's so difficult to get people to understand that that apples are cheaper than hamburgers and that rice and beans is cheaper than chicken wings you know what i mean it's difficult it's challenging but i i really hope you guys will watch it it's called one it's called our stories short let me see if you can get it bigger out long stories short and the instead of an i in stories it's a, the the arabic numeral one but there's also links in the community tab if you'd like to see it. I'm pretty proud of it. I hope that you guys will uh, will check it out and uh, let me know what you think because I would love to know. I would love to know what you think. Let's see who's here. Oh, Mike, the musical vegan's here. I need to get Mike on the show. When can I get Mike on the show? Good morning, Pig's Dream. Probably Witch is here. Benji, Jackie Boyle is here. We got a lot of great – oh, all the way from Galway City at the Atlantic coast of West Ireland. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Where can we hear it? I, I put it. Oh, you did hear Antonio Diaz. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. Uh, you know, it's 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 hard because you know, um, I, you know, when you do those things, it, you can't help but be a little bit, um, a little bit self conscious because you're hearing your own voice, you know, um, and and of course when you listen to the stuff, you're like, oh, I wish I I wish I'd said that instead of this. I wish I'd said this instead of that. Blah 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 blah. Um, but I I felt like it, it went really well, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah. A lot of issues I covered clearly. Thank you. Sky only fans. It's coming. <laughs> you listened to a bit this morning. Thank you, Karina V. Uh, I, you guys, listen to the ends because the last bit with them with without me in the room, I think is fascinating. I found it extremely fascinating. It opens in a post this AM of dropped podcast. Yeah. So it's in the it's in the stories of my of the vegan of course Instagram. It's also in the community tab of this channel. Veganism can be cheapest and ex can be cheapest and expensive. Alpha sophist. Yeah, soya is cheaper than chicken. Yeah, exactly. I think well, you could always find a, an expensive way to do anything. That's clear. Um I think a whole food plant-based diet is always going to be cheaper, but uh that's just me. Of course, they bring up food deserts, and I'm like, ugh, that's like the worst type of appropriation is appropriating other people. Like, you don't live in a food desert. If you don't live in a food desert, don't talk about food deserts. Stop thinking about food deserts unless you're trying to help people in food deserts. <laughs> oh, it's coming all right. Yeah, I, I – I don't think that I could do a um, an OnlyFans. I don't know. I don't know what I would put on there. Did you see the Dave Leduc fight? I did not see the Dave Leduc fight. I heard about it though. What do you think about it? 
and Karina V with the Green Hearts. Thank you so much for being here today. What is it? It's National. What is what is today? It's National. It's National Merlot, International Merlot Day. I'm not drinking fucking Merlot. That's in uh, Sideways, if you've never seen that movie. Uh, International Day of Medical Physics. What does that mean? National Retinol Day. I don't want to do that. National Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day. Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. You know what's funny about chocolate? If they tested chocolate today the way we test other foodstuffs, that would not pass animal testing. Chocolate would not pass animal testing because chocolate kills animals. So think about that for a second. Why are we testing food on animals? Why are we testing human food on animals? Why? Makes no sense. Animals cannot eat chocolate. Chocolate would not be in our diets at all. So unless you want to give up chocolate today, stop testing on animals. <laughs> what is International Day of Medical Physics? This looks like Madame Curie, is it? I don't know who this is. Uh, International Day of Medical Physics raises awareness about the role physics play regarding patient care. It's also a day to acknowledge the important medical physicists throughout history. Oh, interesting. Gravity, inertia, heat works, medicine. Is this Madame Curie or not? It looks like Madame Curie. That's who I think that is. It doesn't say who that picture is. But uh, yeah, okay. Applied physics and medicine. Wonderful. Our area, MRI, CT scans. I can't get an MRI. People with tattoos are not allowed to get MRIs. Apparently, if you get an MRI with a tattoo, your 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 skin explodes. Have you heard that before? There's actually tattoos that say no MRI. Such a funny tattoo to get. But yeah, you can't get an MRI if you have a tattoo. So maybe we should have tattoo MRI awareness day because people don't know about it. The radiologists in your community hospital for their hard work. Thank them. Thank the radiologist. It is Madame Curie X-ray. It had to be Madame Curie, of course, is physics. How else would that work? So, there you go. The the birth. They she discovered X-rays. Worked hard on them. And guess how she died? X-ray poisoning. I think it's interesting that when it was National Breast Cancer Awareness Day, every single day had a different type of cancer that was women's health related but here we here we are in november men's health awareness month and we have not had one this is the 7th of november we're recording this we have not had one men's health issue i don't think uh no national awareness day of any of the men's health issues no prostate awareness day yet no uh colon cancer heart disease none of that stuff kills men uh, by the droves and yet don't you think that's interesting don't you think that's a little bit suspect anyway no shave november is going well my beard is coming in salt and pepper i'm still really kind of um self-conscious about it uh if you wanted to make fun of me today if you're a, if you're a troll you can make fun of my salt and pepper beard and i would i would have my feelings hurt e-bikes guy gang oh e-bike e i have an e-bike i never get to ride it though kfc is costly but so many americans eat it every day well some kfc they have like sandwiches and stuff you can buy for cheap there i don't know i i don't know i haven't been to a kfc in so many years it's i have no idea how much it costs zero clue I think vegans should bring down animal abuse like horse racing and riding far easier with dwindling money for lobbying in the industry. 
um, I think that's why a lot of people are trying to do uh, that. Like we're trying to make it so expensive that horse racing is no longer um, viable, I think is the main issue. Um, PETA has has targeted campaigns against horse racing, like demanding that horse races have CAT scans or I think MRI scans, whatever, before they race to see if they have any fractures in their bones and stuff. The idea is like, Okay, well, if you're if you're if you're killing all these horses, then you should be scanning them before they race to make sure that they're not going to die and break all their legs because they break like all four of their ankles when they go out racing. And that can't be that 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 has to stop. But it's such a it's such a welfare thing because I, I want it to stop. But I guess the strategy is like if you are going to uh, make it so expensive for them that maybe you can make it less and less popular, right? I don't know. It's 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 difficult for me to think about like well let's try to make those strategies seem so I don't know I feel like we should be just railing against it like end horse racing end horse racing I don't have a generation to wait stop horse racing tattoos are overrated and you don't like tattoos alpha sophist what about vegan tattoos hello vegans nobody cares about men even as I, even I as a man don't care about men Okay, but if what about using men's health as a way to talk about veganism? I think in November, that's a good thing to do. I like to talk about men's health in November. I think it's a great thing to do, and I want to I want to do it. I, I, I like doing it, you know? I like doing it. Sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Today, um, we have a the, the press release this morning I thought was so cool. We saw how this press release. Turkeys are individuals who feel pain and fear, experience joy, value their lives. They don't want to be carved up and stuffed any more than we do, says PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman. Tracy Ryman, PETA will help everyone show a little mercy, keep turkeys off the tables, and tuck into savory and satisfying vegan roasts that give everyone something to be thankful for. Turkeys gone wild. On Wednesday, a flock of PETA showgirl chicks holding signs saying turkeys go wild for tofurkey will gather at Philadelphia City Hall, birthplace of America, to pass out free, delicious vegan tofurkey roasts and bottles of wild turkey bourbon to passers-by. <laughs> They're going to give away bourbon. Man, I want to go to Philadelphia and get some free bur- How do I get some of this free bourbon, PETA? Damn it! Can I get some free bourbon? PETA! Why can't... Where's my bourbon? I, I don't get any bourbon. I think PETA should give every person on the pita payroll a free bottle of bourbon you can keep the tofurkey give that to a non-vegan trying to make them you know what i mean i i just want the wild turkey bourbon <laughs> nnn are you in it skylar um arguing for welfare alone will not lead to liberation argue liberation each time the government rolls out welfare laws systemic change is slow Individual change is today for a better tomorrow. I agree with that, Mike, the musical vegan beast. Thank you so much for commenting. I really appreciate that. Um, so thanks, vegan. Everything they'll need to kickstart a thanks, vegan celebration that leaves turkeys in peace and in one piece. So what do you guys think about that? Handing out tofurkeys to people in Philadelphia. Uh, that was yesterday. I wonder how it went. Brittany Williams, I got to call her up and find out how it went whose motto reads in part, animals are not ours to eat. They don't belong to us. I'm really interested in that. I can't wait. I want to find out more about this. Thanks, vegan. 
I need I need to have this is from iStock. I need to make the thanks vegan. This looks like it was made by AI. I need to make some AI thanks vegan stuff because I think that'd be a great little thing to put on my website and everything else. In Philadelphia City Hall, the site of the scene in the Rocky One movie. Yeah, no, Philadelphia City Hall. No, he was at the museum. That's the top of the art museum, actually, not the city hall. I don't think he goes to City Hall in the first Rocky movie. He goes to the top of the art. He, the, you're talking about when he when he runs up the steps. That's the art museum. Uh, Philly, the Philly Art Museum. Is open rescuing sick animals a welfarist action? Ooh, damn it, probably. Which, god damn, why don't you come on and talk about it with me on Thursday? We could talk about that. Or Friday, Thursday, Friday, something like that. Come and talk to me about that. Do I think that saving wealth is opening rescue sick animals a welfarist action <sighs> Shit. is reporting the violation actually the question is <laughs> is reporting the violation of welfare laws a welfarist action that's really the question um a lot of animal rights organizations do that. So PETA does that. DXE does that. Reporting existing vi reporting violations of existing animal welfare laws. Um, how to bring attention to those violations. Now, DXE does open rescue to bring attention to the violations that these uh, the farms are committing. So uh, is that of welfareist action? That's the question. What do you think is a better answer? What, what do you think? Do you think it's welfarist? For men's health fact, the men who masturbated most are correlated with least incidence of prostate cancer. It's true. Most people say that the more sex you have, doesn't have to be just masturbation, but the more ejaculate um, that you, the more ejaculations that you have, the lower your chance of prostate cancer. It's true, but you can also... Uh, lower your chance of prostate cancer significantly by adopting a whole food plant-based diet. Great. Nice. Gardein makes a fire turkey roast stuffed with cranberries, rice, and kale. Yeah, it's so good. I've had it. It's delicious. I've had all of the uh, vegan roasts. I've had all of them. Philadelphia Art Museum. Yes, where Rocky runs up the stairs. Yeah, it's the Philadelphia Art Museum. Totally. And it's a really cool scene. Dun, 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 dun. Are you... Do you have the eye of the tiger? I hope you do have the eye of the tiger, vegans, because today we have a wonderful guest coming on in about 10 minutes. So I've got to move fast because I have an awesome, I think, an awesome word of the day. The word of the day is cockamamie. Cockamamie. I don't want your cockamamie excuses about not abusing animals. I don't want your cockamamie excuses about abusing animals. It's BS. Your cockamamie BS excuses for killing animals don't fly no more. Don't fly no more, son. What do you think you're doing? I don't need your cockamamie BS excuses about defending slavery. Stop enslaving animals. Stop using animals. I don't need your cockamamie, your cockamamie lies, your your waffling, your 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 prevarication. Ugh. Prevarication, that's a good one. You're equivocating. I don't need your equivocation. Cockamamie. Cockamamie. Be vegan and masturbate. What could be better? Be vegan, masturbate, stop getting prostate cancer. Ding.
That's a great, really, excuse. Thank you so much for your cockamamie. <laughs> Is an adjective used to describe something ridiculously silly or incredible. Instead of being honest, he came up with a cockamamie excuse about why he didn't turn in his assignment. My dog ate my homework. While his trick plays may appear like cockamamie invention of a football mad scientist. Cockamamie inventions. Let's see. Let's see where this word comes from. Did you know by the look and sound of it, cockamamie also spelled cockamamie? I've never seen it spelled that way, but okay. Could have something to do with a rooster and the outrageous sound it makes. But in fact, cockamamie is believed to be an altered form of the word decalcomania. Decalcomania. De decalcomania which refers to the process invented in the 19th century of uh, transferring pictures and designs from specially prepared paper to surfaces such as glass or porcelain. The word referring to the picture or design itself, decal, oh, decalcomania, shortened of decalcomania. Weird. The word decalcomania comes from French, which is uh, decalcomanie. Decalcomanie, combining the word decalcaire meaning to trace and to transfer by tracing. Mani means mania. Starting in 1930, painted strips of paper with images capable of being transferred to the skin were called decals or children's slang cockamamies. What? I've never thought of cockamamies. 1930s. Those familiar with today's temporary tattoos will quickly understand that these were regarded by many as silly novelties Blending the word cockamamie, the necessary leeway for application to anything ridiculous. What the heck? I did not know about that. Cockamamie. Cockamamie, like a fake tattoo. Weird. Never, never thought about it. Get your cockamamie out of my face. Get that cockamamie out of my face. <laughs> Get that cockamamie. Oh, okay, I joined the stream. We're talking about cockamamie. That's right. I'm Pickle Twitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I don't need any cockamamie excuses about not going vegan. Cockamamie excuses about testing on animals. I don't want to hear cockamamie excuses about why it's okay to experiment on animals. Don't tickle my pickle with your cockamamie. <laughs> it's a good word of the day. I think it's great for vegans to use in their activism. Please, by all means. Take yourself a swig of carny tears and uh, make a cockamamie ex make a cockamamie excuse. Use use cockamamie in your activism. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Hello, uh God? You're gonna kill all <laughs> Hello God? Only the only vegans get to heaven? Uh, okay, all right, cool. It's a little extreme, but I think I think I know where you're going. Thank you so much, God. All right. I love you too. Goodbye. You know, it's it's just every time God calls, he says the same thing. He lets me know. He reassures me that only vegans go to heaven. So it's he doesn't he doesn't take no cockamamie BS. He doesn't take cockamamie excuses. If you are killing and torturing his creatures, you are uh you're 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 going to hell. That's just this is how it goes. You're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to. Today in history, you know, it's one of the things that I talked about on my uh, on that podcast interview on our stories, I'm sorry, Long Stories Short is the name of the podcast. Damn it, I should have fucking I should have uh, I should have rehearsed that. On Long Stories Short, one of the uh, things we talked about is that 
history is replete with examples of every time somebody has when you have the political will to get things done things actually do happen and usually the cops are on the wrong side of the of the wall does this work today oh hello hello uh god god uh we got we got a fresh one god um someone just put two euros in the tip jar and i think i think benji needs a special seat right at the front of heaven with that right on okay all right, thank you, thank you. All right, thanks. Um, man, he said he said totally. Ben, you've got a front seat on the bus to heaven. Thank you, Christy Himmelfahrt. You're going to go straight. You're getting you're getting the front of the line, Ben. Thank you so much for uh, for for hooking me up. That thank you so so much. This is one of those greats. I've had too many Carnist tear streams. <laughs> I've had too many Carney tears. Yeah. <laughs> what if earth is actually the hell of another world and we are the demons well mm, we would be definitely considered the demons but even amongst demons maybe there's some good ones and do you want to be one of the good ones or one of the bad ones i guess is the question you're very welcome ben it's the least i can do i've got i got the hotline to i got the hotline to jesus and I can I can also cure um, I can cure cancer through YouTube. It's incredible, but if it's in, it doesn't require the power of prayer. You don't really need any of that. That's all BS. That's all cockamamie uh, cockamamie <laughs> lies. All you need to do is to go vegan and masturbate a lot, or just ejaculate a lot. You don't actually have to. You don't have to do it yourself. Is the point? You just have to go vegan, adopt a plant based diet. And, uh, and 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 ejaculate a lot, and then you will not get prostate cancer. Boom! Curing cancer through YouTube. That's what's so great. I want to be a good vegan. I want to good be a good demon too. If we're in a world full of Nazis, can't you be a good Nazi? Don't you want to be a good one? They don't all. You know what? You don't have to be a bad demon. You could be a good one. Work on the powers of good today in history. That long preamble to why we're talking about history every day. Ooh, 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 ooh. November 7th, this is still cargo ship Celeste sails from Staten Island of Genoa, mysteriously found abandoned four weeks later. What happened to it? Why was it abandoned? There's all these questions. No one knows the answers to a ghost ship. It was a ghost ship. The October Revolution still continues. Lenin and the Bolsheviks seize power, capture the Winter Palace, and overthrow the provisional government. The Bolsheviks. Lenin, yeah, he... Uh, if you don't think that things can change, tell that to the Bolsheviks. They took a whole country. They took Russia. Think about that. They took Russia. If you don't think it could happen here, it could happen anywhere. You could always, it can happen anywhere. Because it, it does. The People's Republic proclaimed by Mao Zedong in 1931. Today, they they did it. Shankar Shek over on Taiwan's going, what the heck? So you don't really need much more than that to prove that you can change the world you can change the world it's not that hard you can adopt a, a, a vegan lifestyle and make the world a better place you know i just wanted to go to the birthdays and our guest is coming up any moment now but i just wanted to go to the birthdays really first that yeah gore gore v bush that was scary former vice president joe biden declared the winner of the u.s presidential race today Ooh, defeated sitting donald trump see things change but when when Donald Trump wins the next election, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be looking at the today in history as the day 
that uh, democracy died in America. You never know, though. Maybe maybe we'll pull it off. Right now, there's lots of elections going on. It's election season in many states in America, and it looks like abortion is still the main thing on people's minds. So we'll see what happens. You know what? Those Republicans, they're really into it. They really they're really into fighting the abortion thing. You know, maybe that'll be the thing that that, that catches the conscience of the king. You never know. Maybe we won't. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson announces he has HIV today in history, 1991. Wow, that shook my world. When that happened, I was like in seventh grade or something. Wait, what's that? Sixth, sixth grade or something. Man, it changed the world. Magic Johnson. I met Magic Johnson many times in my life. And uh, it's it was crazy to think that he had this giant towering person got taken down by HIV. But he's still alive. Somehow he is the, uh, he is the, he's the cure. He is the cure. None of us do. But he's got the cure somehow. Yeah. First cartoon depicting Republican Party uh, taught by Thomas Nast uh, with the elephant. There you go. So it's Leon Trotsky's birthday. He would be vegan today. Albert Camus. He de- Billy Graham is actually a guy that used to cure people through the television, cure their cancers. Marie Curie. So Mar- Mary Curie, you know, we already talked about her. She invented uh, x-ray machines and then died from x-ray exposure. And James Cook, the explorer... I don't know C.V. Raman is. Oh, Nobel laureate physicist. Interesting. For his work on the scattering of light and the discovery of the effect. The Raman effect? I don't know that investigation to scattering light. He made an early contribution to the question of why the sea appears blue. He contradicted the previous answer, who claimed blue was merely a reflection of the sky. Instead, he posted that the sea's blue was a result of molecular, molecular dis- diffraction. What the heck? That's incredible. Wow, I learned something today by studying history. Maybe you will too. Leon Trotsky, of course, he was the the smart guy of the Bolshevik Revolution, and uh, they ended up killing him. They assassinated him in Mexico City uh, not long after, not long after the revolution. The smart guys always get their heads ca- caved in. Albert Camus is uh, wrote the plague. He's a French author and philosopher. If you haven't read Camus, why not? Why the hell? I've only read The Plague. Oh, wait. No, I've read The Myth of Sisyphus. God damn. I love this guy. Yeah. The latter, which concerns the Greek mythological character of Sisyphus, who is doomed to roll a rock uphill anew every day. I must imagine Sisyphus happy. Man, I, um, I, yeah, damn. Albert Camus. You guys should read, read some Camus. Are any of these guys vegan? Lord? Is Lord vegan? Is... John Michael McDonough vegan, David Guetta, or Joni Mitchell, or Gene Shrimpton. We'll find out after we get to talk to Robbie. Robbie is an incredible vegan activist that I really just wanted to catch up with because we have all sorts of things in common. And I just wanted to like find out what his tour is all about and find out how he went vegan and all of that shit. So why don't we bring him on? You read The Stranger? That's really cool. All right. Let's check him out. Here he is. Robbie, how are you? Hello, Sky. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Fabulous. You look like most of my podcasts are coming from the inside of shitty hotels. Is that where you are? Exactly. You nailed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what city? What city do you find yourself in today? So we are in Las Cruces, New Mexico, the very southern border. Yeah. So great town. Um, not a lot of vegan restaurants, but you know, you get what you take. Well, I'm in Chico right now, and there are also 
no vegan restaurants. It's just yeah, yeah. It's a it's funny. There's a lot of places with shitty vegan options, but um, they have Trader Joe's and they have um Safeway. So I, yesterday I just went to Safeway and spent my spent all my money there. Uh, yeah, I'll be making sandwiches, vegan sandwiches with tofurkey. Uh, you know, it's 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 not that hard though, right? You could you could you can make do. Oh, I do peanut butter sandwiches all the time. Yeah, but no, we I definitely a... we went to a uh, Mexican restaurant yesterday, and my fallback is always veggie fajitas. You know, that's one that I feel like give get veganized. And yeah. uh, she just looked at me puzzled. Nope, we don't we don't do fajitas. <laughs> no fajitas <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant. I know. So we ended up getting chili rianos without the cheese, without the egg, without anything. Basically, just cooked. Chili just, a, just a fried chili, just a fried poblano chili, <laughs> just a floppy chili. <laughs> I'm also uh, recovering a little bit from uh, being sick, so sorry if my throat sounds like I'm going Ooh, through puberty had, at any point. We That's had it. something going in, going through our crew as well. But I bought a ton of emergency, and I'm just taking four a day. I'm taking four packets a day because I do yes. not want to. I don't care. People are like, well, it doesn't work. You know, you're gonna pee all of it out. Fine, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, let me pee it all out. As long as I don't get sick, I don't give a shit. It that works. little bit that I do absorb, I like it. I'll take it. That's I'll pay right. For it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. And I had to. What's funny is that, like, I had to like look up which emergency flavors are vegan, and like, luckily their main one, the super orange, is exactly. But there are other ones that aren't. I had no idea. Um, but I just had to double check. I because I don't buy it frequently, but I so I don't. I need to double check that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I double check everything. Even if I know I bought it in the past, I'm, you know, every six months or so. Is this still vegan? Yeah, exactly. Here? Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. Wait, let me check. Hold on a second. Is a banana still? <laughs> All right, good. I'm good. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, <laughs> Robbie, uh, who the hell are you? And, um, and, and what, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, who the hell am I? So I am Robbie. Um, maybe give you a little bit of background. I'm from East Tennessee. Um, and the reason that I say that's important is because, um, you know, I've been vegan for about three years. So not a really long time, um, less than three years. And I grew up in the Appalachian area. And so kind of like from that starting point to where I am now, it's just been a series of kind of completely changing our fundamental worldview. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, so most recently, the strongest passion I've had is to try to connect that Appalachian culture. Uh, that's kind of part of my roots to my animal activism. And uh, so that's one of the things I do is I run a page called Appalachians for animals or Appalachians for all animals, um, which is just a kind of my way of getting my voice out there um, in the rawest form possible, if you will. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I also work in humane education, uh, which is really fun. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me, let me back up for a second though. Sure. Um, Appalachian culture. Now, a lot of people on this who are watching this, they don't live in America. Um, oh, for sure. So Appalachia is a, is a mountain range on the East side of America. It's like, um, it's like the mini version of the Rocky mountains, but there are a lot more people living in them hills on the uh on the east side so what is that culture can you give it like can you give a quick description of what that means appalachian culture 
Sure. Yeah. It's worth noting that it's actually a much, much older than the Rockies. Um, and the reason yes. that's important is because there's been a lot of time to develop wildlife there. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's a huge part of the Appalachian is kind of that nature, right. And a connection to that nature. Um, and so as far as Appalachian culture that really resonated with me towards animal activism, um, for instance, a lot of union work that was a part of America's history started in Appalachian culture. They were being taken advantage of and exploited uh, for these coal mines. They were being underpaid or not even paid actual money. They were being paid in these script. like vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and script currency. Script currency. So that like... Yeah. For people who don't know, there's a there's a tradition on the east side of the United States of the company store where you would be in a mine and then the company would own the store where you bought all your goods and like groceries or whatever. So you'd be working in the mine all day. They would pay you in funny money and then you would use that funny money to buy staples. And so that was almost like a modern day serfdom. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, they controlled the value of everything. And so it was highly exploitative in nature. And um, so, yeah, that's where a lot of unionization started was in the Appalachian region. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously a huge part for me is that kind of like fighting oppression and exploitation, um, this, that connection to nature and it, it, preserving wildlife. So there's a lot of efforts to preserve the Appalachian wildlife and an environment in general. Uh, and then just a kind of stubborn passion, honestly. That's just a part of Appalachia. It's just like, I am who I am, and I will continue to be who I am no matter what the majority says. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the rest of the country also looks at Appalachia as like a closer um, – the humans there are closer to nature. They commune with nature a bit more. They are one with nature a bit more. It's just like the Appalachian Trail is romanticized in the United States as it this is. place that you can go and walk and be amongst the, you know, you know, get back to your roots, get back to nature. And um, that's kind of, I know that's because I've been there and it's not all like that, but there's definitely, I would say that's part of the culture as well, wouldn't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's... Obviously, it's inconsistent. So, you know, animal exploitation and carnism in general uh, happening everywhere. But the, that sort of deep connection with nature, uh, yeah, it's it's almost spiritual. And it's a part of that Appalachian culture, too. And I love it. That's yeah. that's probably my entry point into becoming, I don't know if I want to say proud, but I guess proud of, my, of that part of my culture. Um, yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So how did you go vegan inside of that culture? How did that happen? So that's actually a tricky one too. Um, <laughs> uh, so if we look at the spectrum from veganism to carnism, um, about four years ago, I was way further on the carnism side of that spectrum. Huh. Um, I was actually working for one of the top global companies that make shock collars for dogs. Oof. Yeah. And um, so within that time period of working there for over seven years, I worked with someone who was vegan and she was kind of my vegan seed, I would say. Yeah. And she helped me to kind of make that connection. And then I've, as I said, I've kind of gone through these series of perspective changes and fundamental worldview changes. My first one was kind of, well, maybe I can make some good changes from the inside here. Maybe I can like get people to have an appreciation for animal life, for all animal life, non-human animals. Right. Um, and obviously that, that didn't work. And so uh, I, I connected that passion. It, it was such a good idea, though. It's all <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh, I, I could have done it. If I just tried a little harder, I could have changed it all from the inside. 
Oh, no. I'll tell you the worst of it. Um, one of the last straws for me was working Thanksgiving or thanks vegan, thanks living, however you want yeah. to phrase it. And they pass out. I'm sorry for anybody. This is this is pretty absurd, but they pass out turkeys. Everything's living like just yeah. everybody in turkey suits um, dressed as turkeys. Yeah. And it's just such a and I had to leave for an extended period just because it was so almost nauseatingly disturbing. Um, but there was nobody that I, that I felt like could share that experience that worked there. That was like, why this is really that impactful to me on an emotional level. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was just like, okay, I've got to find my people. <laughs> and your people were, your people were, were this, this, this sorted lot of vegans of shit about animals. <laughs> As it turns out. Yes. <laughs> the people I like to be around. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I left that organization obviously and as i said before i am now connecting that passion of training and teaching uh to animal rights activism and i now work with humane education which is the most fulfilling thing i've ever done in my life without a doubt well describe that what is humane children's education and how are you involved in it what what the heck is that yeah so in a much more vague sense and i don't want to i want to be clear that i'm not here to represent any specific organization i'm just here to share my individual yeah. experiences um, but the organization, in a bigger, broader sense, creates free materials for all teachers, uh, focusing on the K through fifth curriculum levels, mm -hmm. to try to really instill these values that animals are unique individuals with feelings and thoughts and not just commodities or things. And so a lot of the focus of the material is on that specific language of animals. Let's recognize animals are not things. They're he, she, or they. Um, to really kind of internalize that that notion. And so that's kind of the main function. Me specifically, I get to go to schools and present with a large animal, I'll just say a large animatronic animal, <laughs> a message that all animals deserve compassion. Who would have thought this crazy idea? Well, why are you being coy? I wanted, I wanted you to describe the, I now, so now I've seen some video, I've seen some photos of Ellie and sure. can you describe the show that you guys put on? Because I've only seen it. I've, you've told me about it. I've seen now photos of it, but I, I don't know why a whole video doesn't exist of this animal. I've never heard her voice, for example, but, um, it's yeah, a, it's so a, it's a big robotic okay. elephant. <laughs> it is. It is. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you there. No. Yes. So I, I'm just weary of not trying to represent like the entire division um, or seem like I'm trying to represent. All right. Robbie's not here to represent anybody except for himself. I'm trying exactly. to get his experience <laughs> on the road. He's on tour just like I am running sure. around the country for PETA, trying to make the, the world a better place, make the world uh, to change the world for the better. But, exactly. Um, but Thank I'm you. doing I'm doing a show every single day, telling people what it's like for me on the road. Um, people understand about my show because I do the the VR experience where people are getting abducted by aliens, and at the end, their hope the hope is to that they empathize with with animals and, and their position in um, in labs. Fair but enough, I really yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about your experience with the kids and what they're what their response is, but I can't get there if we don't talk about what the show is. No, that's so, fair. That's so would, would you tell me what – tell me like you show up at a school. There's like a, like a gymnasium or something full of X amount of kids. I don't know. It looks, some, some of these look like there's 100 kids. Sometimes it looks like 25. So I don't know. It's probably varying dis 
sizes of audiences, yep. but there's kids and you show up and you roll out this beautifully made actually Disney almost. I think it's less cartoonish than Disney uh, animatronics. It looks like a real elephant. It is modeled after a real roughly 12 year old Asian elephant. And yes, her name is Ellie the Elephant. Ellie the an Elephant. An animatronic, fully moving with her trunk and uh, just captures the awe of every single child as soon as they see them, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and to, what does she say? So, you, you guys start talking first? Yeah. So, for, to take it back for a second, I'll say that the, the audience size does vary quite significantly. It can be anywhere from like 25 to 300, 400 kids. Okay. It's insane. Yeah. Um, we get the scheduled time. We work at the school. So they welcome us here. We get set up and we start our message. And the basic idea we want to say is, hey, before we get started, let's talk about this thing called empathy. It's almost like a superpower. You can imagine yourself in someone else's position. Oh, I like that. Kind of like start to plant that seed. And then we uh -huh. welcome Ellie. She does about an eight minute speech where she talks about how things um, and animals are different. You know, all animals, she reinforces that language of humans and all other animals, right? So it's not just a humans, there's no division there. And she continuously reinforces that message. Also the message of we don't say he, she, or they for things. And that's the same reason we don't say he, she, we, we do say he, she, or they for all animals, right? Um, so it's just wow, all these talks about pronouns. Yeah, huge focus on that. She does mention as well, she says, you know, animals don't want to be eaten. You know, chickens, cows, they don't want to be eaten. Um, animals don't want to be used for their skin or their fur. They want to be free. They want to be happy. They don't want to be tested on. They don't. They, we talked to, uh, you know, animals and testing and experimentation. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of, after her message, we wrap it back up to kind of really reinforce those messages. We do some games with like, Imagine that you're an elephant. Would you want to be stuck in a hot metal trailer or would you be want to be out in the open uh, under a nice shady tree? Would you want to be a dolphin in a small cramped tank or would you want to be out in the ocean? <laughs> Free. Yeah. So the elephant comes out spitting just facts, just yeah. dropping truth bombs. And you're like, okay, well, how would you feel if you're, you're like back to empathy then? You're asking like, how would you feel if you were an elephant? How would you feel if you were a turkey or a, a pigeon or whatever mouse or rats. I mean, how would you feel? I love this. It's so amazing. How are they? So tell me about those games. Like, so can you describe one of the games that you play with the kids? Um, so we call it a game, but it really is just imagining. It's like, okay, close your eyes. Imagine you're a dolphin. You want to be go out. On, on but it's like all the kids. All right, kids, close yes. your eyes, everybody. Really? Exactly. Wow. Yep. And then once we, you know, Ask them, you know, would you rather be in a hot metal uh, or a small cramped little tank or out in the open ocean? Then we say open our eyes and there's a picture of a dolphin like out in the ocean being a dolphin, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just dolphining. Dolphining. Yeah. And they say they have such interesting conversations and questions about it. Um, you know, one of the parts we actually ask is how can we end speciesism? Specifically ask, how can we end speciesism and help all animals? And so and, you when know, we you get, ask that, our kids like this, they're like, yes, they're like eager to answer. And of course we get a lot of the like, you know, protect them, be kind to them. But I'm not joking um, when I say we get a lot of kids that are saying things like, you know, 
ban circuses that use animals. Wow. <laughs> uh, free them and and burn all cages. Uh, Wait, how old are these burn kids? All cages, how old but, are these kids? Um, K through fifth. K through fifth, and they're saying like, get rid of cages and circuses. Yeah, wow. exactly. And uh, you know, it's it's very meaningful. We have some who ask, of course, as you would expect. Well, what about meat? We need meat to survive, and that's always a tricky one because you have the the staff there, and you you just want to you you just want to give the truth, right? Um, but yeah. you also want to make sure that we can continue giving this message uh, at all these schools right. going forward. So how do you answer? Um, so the way that I try to answer it is to say, well, that's a tricky one. Um, if you first off, you know, what for what for instance, one time a kid was literally crying and he was saying, oh, like, I feel bad about eating meat. And I said, you know, first off, you can't you feel bad if you don't have a choice. If you yeah. genuinely don't have a choice, you have to eat what you have to eat to be healthy. Um, but when you do have a choice, you can start to think, does would this animal want to be a pepperoni? Yeah. Or would this animal want to be used for milk? And if you have that choice, then you can start to make those changes. And so, you know, it's it's about kind of respecting the fact that we're not we're not trying to start, um, you know, hunger strike in schools or anything like that. But yeah, we can plant that seed so that once they can really start to think about things. Are you I, guys on the, which department are you? Are you guys uh, PETA two or are you uh, IGC? Which one? What are uh, teach kind. Teach kind. Right. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I knew that. I have a teach kind. Uh, lanyard right now on my on my truck keys and it, i think there's a picture of an elephant on it yeah there's a picture of a little elephant it does yep, it's ellie. My, yeah there's it's ellie, ellie on my <laughs> i love so ellie's on i'm actually wearing an ellie i didn't even know i'm wearing ellie merch um so with teach kind um it's it's also it's something important to remember for anyone watching it's not the protest branch it's not the legislature branch it's not the scientist branch of PETA. it's about um sowing seeds and creating um i guess ideas of conflict and what i mean by conflict is not it's not protest it's about internal conflict those types of questions that children should be it should be asking at that age like do i need to eat animals to live should i be eating animals those are the questions that we want to um, start asking in these kids and i think it's what a what an eloquent way an eloquent elephant what an eloquent way <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a, a pun not intended um of doing that i think that's amazing yeah, it feels it feels really fulfilling, and there's a there's a sort of pragmatic sense of, you know, if you can get in front of more children to plant that seed and start to get them to think about that, and showing vegans who are full of energy and yeah. life, and we, we tell them that we're like, you know, we only eat plants, and we're very happy. We eat tasty food too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you mention that elephants only eat plants? We do. Yeah, we talk. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of organic based on how the conversations go, but often that does come up for sure. Wow. Yeah, because elephants don't eat plants. I mean, I don't eat animals. They elephants eat plants, and they're big and strong. Um, exactly. If, if you want to be big and strong, you can do it with plants. Wow. Um, when you're there, uh, it's not just children in the room. It, there's sure. there's other adults. Are those other adults? Who are those other adults? Are they you know parents, teachers? Who are they? And and how? What's their reaction like? Uh, so I guess that varies, but it is typically staff members, educators, counselors um, that are going to be standing on the, the kind of the outskirts. Um, you know, I honestly, they seem to receive everything pretty well. We've not had anybody really like specifically say anything, at least directly to us, as far as 
anything adverse to the message. We've only gotten kind of good feedback of like, thank you so much. This is a great message of compassion. And so I I think that's one of the things that really resonates with me as with this program as well, is that it kind of just speaks to that fundamental universal like idea. You know, animals, we all can appreciate the fact that animals can matter. Yeah, they feel, yes. Even if you don't really make that connection to carnism, um, you still understand that concept that animals are individuals. Um, and, and that's the reason that, for instance, you know, when we see a child, um, not to get too dark, but, you know, harming anim- non-human animals, that's a, often an early sign of psychological or empathy disorders, right? Um, there's that universal concept that we all kind of understand that that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of just... Because empathy is important. I think that's it, the... It is. Yeah. That, that we all value empathy, even the ones, you know, in America, we often like, you know, every man for himself, da, da, but it's not true. It's a, it's a thing that we say, but it's not true. Empathy matters. Empathy is important. We value it. Um, it's, it's the thing that keeps societies together. That's how without it, society doesn't exist. Exactly. There's no basis for the, the laws that we create, basically, at that point. We're, we're falling apart. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting program. It's it's awesome to be able to be a part of it, and I I, I don't know. I just appreciate working with an animatronic elephant too—a six foot tall, nine foot long animatronic elephant. How yeah, cool is she's that? Does she? And, um, and she 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 talks. She has like a little female voice, right? She's a she it's does. A, it's a she, she's a she. Um, I think she it's does. so great. I, I think uh, I, I wish I, I could hear her. I, I still have not. I've seen her turned on and blink and move, but I haven't heard her speak. So I, I think I'll I'll try to find. I think there is a video that's just hard to find that you can see or get her speech on. Okay, so I'll, I can send that to you if I can find it. How long is your tour going? So we'll be ending in December. Uh, wow, you're going a little bit further than me. Yeah, we'll be ending in LA. So is Ellie staying in LA, or are you driving her back to Norfolk? Oh, we're driving her back. Yeah, yeah, we're driving All- back. We're- we're ending in Irvine in a few weeks and uh, two weeks, I think I'm done. And then we got to drive back to Norfolk. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a, it's a, it'll be fun, but you're going from LA. It's the same thing. It's a, it's a quick <laughs> dash five day, five day journey across America. It's a 42 hour drive, you know? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I am. I, I love seeing all the things. I mean, have you, are, aren't you enjoying seeing America? And, and... I really am actually. Yes. It's pretty amazing. If yeah. it weren't for my cat back home, I, I wouldn't have money qualms at all. <laughs> are you uh, are you thinking about doing it again, or what's, oh, yes. what's the future for you? Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. You want to stay with Teach Kind? Yeah, yeah. The passion to just present, and get in front of people in general. Um, you know, that's my my history, and just the energy, that innate sense of compassion that kids have is just so rewarding. Uh, it really feels good, and it feels like where I'm supposed to be. Uh, please come plant those seeds in Canada too, Robbie. We have Appalachian mountains up here too. Yeah, is <laughs> in Canada too, right? Maybe maybe it will be someday. Maybe Ellie can help free poor Lucy at Edmonton Zoo. Yeah, Lucy's. Yeah, uh, yeah that's. I think that's something that. Um, that's the fact that it that she's an elephant. Is I think perfect too because. Elephant, everyone loves elephant, these big, peaceful giants that they're, they're majestic and goofy at the same time, somehow. They're such beautiful animals. Um, yeah, um, I was gonna ask you, shit. Well, I'll just, I'll just actually comment on that to say that you know, when 
the Ellie tour first started about eight years ago, uh, you know, the Ringling brothers were still using elephants in the circuses. And so yeah. I, I would like to think that they uh, had a huge impact. Ellie had a huge impact on kind of dissuading people from going to these, these circuses that use live animals as performers that obviously we know is just horrible experience for those elephants. So yeah. One of the towns we were in outside of the Wisconsin Dells was the birthplace of the Ringling Brothers Circus. And they still have all these like uh, Joe Ringling or whatever slept here. Joe Ringling Brewery, A Ringling Brewing Company, A Ringling House, A Ringling Bed and Breakfast. It's like and there's a circus museum there. It's it's a very bizarre thing because we shouldn't. It's such a strange thing to think that 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 was considered entertainment for so long. Torturing animals. uh fun but what a positive move that that now that shifted so significantly yeah right it's like now they've they were closed down because they had such low interest um and now they're reopening without animals yes exactly and i, <laughs> I you know that's what we do the the what happened today in history on the show and the reason why is to show people and to uh, to kind of rejoice and how much has changed and look back and say like this is how much stop thinking that you're not making a difference you are you are changing you are changing hearts and minds you're changing the course of history um through your actions and activists are the ones who do it um other you know that's that's who's making the changes are activists that's why why they're called activists right exactly. so so get active uh, <laughs> exactly i love it where can people find you uh so if you want to check out my pages um my most a prominent one would be Appalachian for animals on Instagram um, and also on Facebook. So please follow him on Instagram and Facebook. Are you going to mostly, Oh, the question I wanted to ask uh, is face. Uh, sorry. Is it uh, private schools, public schools? What kind of schools are doing? Are you doing this with? Uh, mostly summer public camps? schools, actually. Really? Um, there, there have been summer camps during the summer, obviously, and uh, some private schools, some after school programs, some just like community, like let's set up in the, under the at the park under the gazebo <laughs> yeah uh so just wherever they'll have us pretty much but mostly public schools public yeah. schools it's a, that's something i think people would be would be happy to know right that that's public schools who are doing it not just private catholic schools who are teaching kids like maybe maybe uh maybe private schools because actually i i actually thought it would you would say private but um oh wow yeah no, it, I mean, it, it varies, but yeah, definitely a lot of public schools too. Um, there are definitely the private or charter, um, you know, schools. So I'm not yeah. sure what the exact numbers are, but yeah, it, it, it makes a difference though. You know, going through Texas, for instance, uh, we had so many in Dallas um, that that's such a tarnished heavy culture yeah. that um, it feels, <laughs> I was a little shocked that they, they had us to be honest, but yeah, I think that just speaks to the universal message that Ellie's really speaking to which is that compassion for all animals which is awesome i love it yeah man what a <laughs> cool thing I'm, I'm i'm so happy you guys are out there and it was such a treat to get to meet you guys over in um in michigan when we were yes. both there and um good luck on the rest of your tour man you just uh keep going keep going strong bro you as well and what an amazing experience that you are giving people as well i think that's a that's obviously something that you live day to day, but just to call out the novelty from my side, man, that was incredible. Well, because um, you did, you did the VR, yeah. I was... got to do it. I got to yeah. see people firsthand coming out of there saying, "Wow, I had never thought of this before." 
like this makes sense and it's just to see that kind of connection even if it's just one out of every how many ever you see that you get that that one connection is so strong yeah it varies from campus to campus on um we're in chico right now and even though um we didn't have our busiest day it was the people that we had were just like so into it they were like there's so many questions and curious so much curiosity and like they're testing on animals here it, every campus i go to they're like here they do it on my campus on my yeah in exactly. my house they can't believe it that's happening in their house it's the call is coming from the basement you know yeah. like and, they, they and you're handing them the receiver you're like yeah. here you go <laughs> that's what's happening yeah that's so cool yeah, I'm, 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 I feel, I feel blessed. Um, I can't wait to do another tour. Um, I, I, I'm hoping to get on a, on a different tour, was the plan. But, um, but I, I feel blessed and honored to have been able to do this and uh, to meet you. And um, I'm blanking on his name. What's the, uh, what's your, what's your colleague's name? Oh, Matt. Uh, Matt. Matt. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matt's great. You, you're not traveling alone. You actually have a, a, a cohort that you're traveling okay. America with. Yeah, and I couldn't ask for a better partner. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really great. That's been great too. Just like being able to travel America with vegan, with a, with a vegan, <laughs> you, know? you exactly. don't have to don't argue about where to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Only with the people that run the restaurant sometimes. <laughs> right. Sometimes them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've been lucky, but uh, yeah, I'll just, I'm so good at just going to Trader Joe's and making microwave food now. I don't really. Uh... Peanut butter, bread. That's yeah. my go-to right there. I have peanut butter in the front seat of the truck so I can just – with a spoon. Yep. I can live <laughs> off – man, <laughs> I can live off peanut butter a long time. <laughs> well, Robbie, thanks so much. I have uh, I need to end the show and do the, the vegan affirmation. But, yes, um, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you're doing. For sure. Thank you for having me, and thank you, everybody who's joined. I appreciate you all. So, all right. Bye. Thanks, brother. See ya. All right, well, guys, um, that's that's the show. So we're gonna do the vegan affirmation. I was gonna do the uh, vegan birthdays, but I don't really think any of those people that we saw were vegans. So I'm not gonna. I don't care anymore about the vegan birthday part. Be at the vegan celebrities anymore today. So um, thank you everyone for being here. If you're not vegan, GTFO, this is not for you. This is not. Uh, this is this 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 channel is for vegans only. Um, good vibes are for vegans only. And every day, if if you aren't aware, we do a vegan affirmation for vegans only. A daily affirmation for vegans only. So if you aren't here, are you? If you have corpses rotting in your belly, please uh, bounce. Get get out of here. What are you doing here? I challenge the status quo. We are supposed to change and evolve. The way things are allows for the worst atrocity the world has ever known. And I won't just go with the flow. I have an unstoppable drive to solve at least a few of the problems plaguing anyone, uh, plaguing us. I have an unstoppable drive to solve at least a few of the problems plaguing us. Anyone who doesn't is deranged. <laughs> That's the the vegan affirmation of the day. You're either vegan or you're deranged. That's it. I challenge the status quo. Keep challenging the status quo, vegans. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys and all of your time and uh, to keep supporting me. And thank you especially to Benji 
who dropped a dropped a nickel in the dropped a nickel in the uh, in, in the bucket. Thank you so much, Benji. I appreciate you. And thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, please become a Patreon subscriber. If you haven't liked this video, like this video. Smash that like button, folks. Um, hit that thumb button, guys. Hit that like button. Let people know that you are appreciative of the algorithm. <laughs> Let the algo gods know. If you are on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please do, do me a solid. Go over to YouTube. Subscribe. That's all. You could keep watching a Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. But just hit that. Just subscribe on YouTube. It helps. I'm monetized on YouTube. I'm not monetized on those other those other outlets. Thank you guys so much. Keep challenging the status quo. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all figures. Hello, God. Uh, everyone who hit the like button gets an extra an extra cookie when they get an extra vegan cookie when they go to heaven. Well, thanks for letting me know. I'll, I'll let them. I'll let them know. I'll let them know. Thank you. God says that if you went to if if you like hit the like button, uh, you get get an extra cookie in heaven. Uh, it, I know it doesn't. You don't get all. The, oh my gosh, Benji. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I appreciate you, Ben. <laughs> I know that <laughs> you know you get you're gonna get you're gonna getting extra cookies in heaven. <laughs> God said that you get extra vegan cookies in heaven. Thank you. Gets the whole batch. He's gonna get Ben gets to deliver all it gets a gets a hand out all the cookies. That's what's gonna happen. Ben gets to distribute the cookies. He gets to decide who gets cookies. That's vegan cookies. <laughs> thank you everybody illegitimate non-carborundum don't let the bastards grind you down don't let them grind you down because i need you and we need each other and the aminals definitely need you they need you very much so thank you everybody and i'll see you what day is today crap i'll see you in you i'll see you in davis i'm driving to davis tonight i'll see you in davis tomorrow uc davis they kill a lot of animals over at uc davis so we'll see we'll see you there Thank you so much, everybody. Wish me luck at Chico State today. Bye, everybody.